You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And happy Father's Day to all the do-it-yourself dads that are out there. And really all the dads, whether you know how to pick up a paintbrush or not, that's okay. You are welcome. <laughs> In fact, we are here. If you've got, uh, say you're not handy, but you've got kids that are handy, have them tune in or have them call in and ask the question about how to re- do the repair in your house. Do we know it's sitting there? You know, it's Father's Day. You shouldn't have to do it yourself, right? Father's Day weekend, your kids should be doing the projects for you. So get them to pick up the phone and call us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four, and we'll show them how. <laughs> I think Father's Day weekend should really be about leaving Dad alone to do what he wants. And if he wants to work on a project, so be it. And I'll give him a list to help him along. And what if you did the project for Dad? That would could be your gift, though, right? Yeah, let's give him some tools and then give him more projects to accomplish. All right. <laughs> Coming up this hour. Now, here's one place, Leslie, that there's going to be a lot of family gatherings this weekend. It's the backyard deck. Oh, of but course. But the question is, is it safe? Every year, you should be giving your deck a checkup to make sure it's good to go. We're going to help you do that with a deck checklist coming up in just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, enjoying your backyard is really one of the true advantages of homeownership. But if you've ever felt like there might be a few prying eyes around whenever you're out there, which happens. Come on, we're neighbors. We all live right on top of each other. You might want to consider planting a privacy screening. You know, it's a really natural way to keep those nosy neighbors out of your business. So we're going to give you some screening options in just a few minutes. And also ahead, no matter how often you paint over those uneven and rough walls, they are always going to look uneven and rough. So (laughs) coming up, we're going to have some tips on how you can properly prep those walls for a coat of paint that will really give them a brand new look once again. And this hour, we've got a great gift that we're giving away. We've got the Stanley 170-piece mechanics tool set. It's worth 75 bucks. It makes a great Father's Day gift. If you still haven't already gotten Dad a present, head on over to moneypit.com because we've got a lot of great gift ideas there as well. So give us a call right now with your home improvement question. Your do-it-yourself dilemma. We are here to help. The number is 888-MONEY-PIT. Leslie, who's first? Sandy in Michigan's got a question about a driveway. How can we help you with that? Hi, Leslie and Tom. It's um, it's nice to have you take my call. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I have an area where a concrete driveway has been added, an extended piece was added before I got the home, and it has settled or it was never put in properly. I'm not sure, but there's probably about a two or three inch um, rise in one area, and I'm trying to figure out how I can level that out or patch it or what would be the best product to that would adhere well and wear well there. And it's the entire driveway has become completely unlevel or just a portion? Just a portion. Like the main driveway, this piece was added because there was a garage 
There was okay. a stall that was added to the garage, so that part was then added. And so it's just that area there, but it seems like it's pitted and it's just, it's not the same level and it's a safety issue. Uh, you know, people can trip as well. It's this newer section that's sort of lifted up from the older section. Well, actually, no, the older section is higher than the newer section. Okay. So this is not that difficult to fix. Sacrete has a product that can help you with this. Um, the product is called a Top and Bond. It's a concrete patcher. And the way you want to do this is on the base coat, you want to mix this up so it's really fairly wet mix. And you want to put a very thin coat, of course, after you clean the concrete surface on the lower space. You want to, you want to trowel it out with a very thin coat there and make it, again, very wet so it really sinks in and it really grabs the concrete surface. And then after that, you put a second coat on. You mix it up normally so it's more of a mud consistency. And then you trowel it on and try to even it on so you go from the highest point essentially down to nothing, sort of feather it out and make it a little bit longer than you think it should be so you have a very even uh, slope. from Like a transition. Uh, a transition from the high right, spot to the right. low spot. But you need to use the right product because if you don't, if you try to do this with basic concrete, then what's going to happen is it's not going to stick. It'll just uh, freeze and break and crack up. Okay, but take a look at the uh, Sacrete product that's called uh, Top and Bond. It's a concrete top patching. Top and bond? Yeah. It's mm -hmm. top, the letter N, and then the word bond. Okay. Okay? All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. John and Georgia, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Yes, ma'am. I'm thinking about uh, finishing off a room up on top of the garage, and I'm going to use spray foam. I plan to, and spray it under the sheeting, the roofing sheeting, follow the roof line on up oh, about 10 feet above the, uh, make it a 10, a vault type ceiling and uh, over top of the attic. My understanding is that uh, if I spray foam right under the sheeting that it may avoid uh, shingle warranties. And I was going to put baffles up there uh, underneath the sheeting and then spray the foam on top of that, but uh, do I have to put that on? Every rafter or every other one or every third one or how many do I put that under or don't I have to put uh, baffles? So, John, what's the shape of this roof? Is it an A-shape? Yes, A-shaped. Okay, so if it's A-shaped, what's the depth of the roof rafter? Uh, two, by eight, eight. Two, eight, two by eight? Two by ten? Two by eight? Okay. So the way I would do this then is I would not use spray foam insulation. I would use six inches of fiberglass insulation and I would leave the inch and a half that's left or the two inches that's left as the ventilation space. So this way air would enter the soffits. It would go up between the insulation and the roof sheathing and exit at the ridge. Okay. And that kind of gives you everything that you want to accomplish. Okay. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Happy Father's Day weekend, everybody. Pick up the phone and give us a call if you want to work on a project for your dad or with your dad or you don't know what to get your dad for this weekend. Give us a call. We're here to help you with all of your home improvement questions 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 
888-666-3974. Well, now that summer is in full swing, it's a great time for a deck check to make sure your favorite summer hangout is safe and set for years to come. We'll help you do that with your safe deck checklist after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Bear Premium Exterior Weatherproofing Wood Stains and Finishes with an advanced 100% acrylic resin to protect decks, siding, and fences from sun, rain, snow, and ice. The line offers long-lasting beauty and excellent durability. For more information, visit bear.com. That's B-E-H-R.com. Bear products are available exclusively at the Home Depot. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone and give us a call right now with your home improvement question. Your do-it-yourself dilemma. The number is one 888 Pit. 888-666-3974. If you do, you'll get the answer to your home improvement question. And this hour, we're giving away a 170-piece mechanics tool set from Stanley worth 75 bucks. It comes with all the sockets, all the ratchets, and all the wrenches that you're going to need. And this set is fully polished chrome, so it's anti-corrosive. It's also got a durable carrying case and a lifetime warranty. This is one of the gift ideas we are featuring for Dad. Don't forget on this weekend, get more great gift ideas for Father's Day at MoneyPit.com. That's right. Pick up the phone and give us a call and let us know what you're working on at 888-MONEYPIT. We'd love to give you a hand with whatever it is this Father's Day weekend. And maybe you're getting ready for that big barbecue party to celebrate Dad outside in your backyard. And you're probably super lucky to have a deck in your home. And if you do have one, you know that a wood deck really is a great asset to your home, but you have to make sure that you do some regular maintenance to it. Number one, to keep it looking great. But number two, you want to make sure that it's safe and in good condition. So when you're next out there or make a special trip out to look for loose or corroded fasteners, you want to also check for split or even cracked boards on your deck. Then as you're sort of walking the perimeter, look at the railings and the banisters. Are they strong? Are they sturdy? Does everything seem connected okay? Give your deck a good cleaning. A power washer is an excellent way to do this. Don't get too aggressive because you don't want the fibers of the wood to sort of splinter up, but it'll help you give it a good cleaning. And every couple of years or, you know, your deck will be asking for it because it's going to start looking worse for the wear. You want to prep it and stain it to keep it looking great for year after year and years to come. And, you know, if you want to cut down on how often you actually need to prep and stain your deck, we recommend using Bare Premium Exterior Weatherproofing Wood Stains and Finishes because they're great and they're durable. And they do a very good job. You know, the Bear folks utilize a 100% acrylic formula, and that really protects decks, siding, and fences from sun and rain and snow and ice. But because it's acrylic, well, of course, you've got easy cleanup. And the advanced formula also allows the stains and the finishes to penetrate even deeper into the wood fibers, and that gives you a very excellent adhesive bond to the wood substrate. That's really key. If it doesn't stick, it's not going to do a good job. The Bear product really does seal in the beauty and seal out the weather. I mean, the key here is that you don't just want to waterproof it, you want to weatherproof it. And the Bear Premium Exterior Weatherproofing Wood Stains and Finishes does a great job. If you want to find out more about that product, you can head on over to bear.com for more information or look for Bear on Facebook. Again, that's Bear and it's spelled B-E-H-R. And if you need more tips on how to inspect your deck to make sure it's safe for the summer season, you'll find that information at moneypit.com. Barbara in California is in the market to buy a home. How can we help you with that? Well, I want to find out if it's cheaper these days with all the new ecological innovations 
to actually buy land and build your own house ecologically rather than buy an older home. Well, I mean, if you buy land and build a home, then you get exactly what you want, and you can make it super energy efficient and very green from the ground on up. Uh, if you find an existing home, you can do much of the same things. You certainly can make it more efficient. You can improve different systems uh, to reduce the energy consumption. It won't be as totally green as going from the ground on up, but it will probably be a lot cheaper, especially right now uh, because the market is just so soft. There's a lot of great deals out there uh, in homes, and there's a lot of foreclosures out there as well. So those are the things you need to consider. All right. All right. Thank you. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. All right, John, and Michigan's on the line with a water question. What can we do for you today? Well, I have an older house that has a well pit sticking out underneath the house, and okay. I want to abandon that because it's uh, letting water into the basement. So oh, I want okay. to know what what do I have to deal with? How would I go about you know, demolishing that old well pit and still putting up a new basement wall? Um, is this uh, like a like a, a wide well, like you know, three feet wide, some some yes, feet it's, deep? Yes, it's a well pit that's probably three and a half foot wide by three foot deep or so. Oh, okay, well then I would just fill it up. I would fill it up with stone first. Uh, does it have a concrete lip that comes above the surface? No, it's it's flush with the surface and, and the basement wall is non-existent at this point. It goes right into the well pit where the pump and stuff used to used to be. I have yeah. city water now, so we don't it's have really, This water. is really just a recessed area where the well equipment is, right? I mean, we're not talking about, it's only three feet deep. You're obviously not pumping water from three feet uh, deep. But in this case, what I would do is I just fill that in with stone right at the top. But if you're seeing water that collects in there, what you're seeing is that's the first place the water collects. But you can uh, eliminate that if it's happening during heavy rain by taking a look outside the house and managing the exterior drainage conditions, making sure that the gutters are clean and free-flowing, making sure the soil slopes away from the walls. You know, the water gets in there below the soil. You're seeing it because that's the lowest spot, but that's not causing the basement to flood. That's just evidence of the flooding. Right. Okay. Well, thanks. You're welcome, John. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Now we've got Bill in Pittsburgh on the line who's got a question about opening a home that hasn't been used in years. Tell us about it. Well, I have a vacation home, and I haven't gone on vacation for three years. <laughs> That's terrible. I think now it's I time. Hope to, <laughs> I, I hope to go on vacation this summer. So my question right. is, although the water lines have been turned off all that time, the hot water tank was filled with water. Right. And is that something that I can just drain, or should I be afraid of bacteria, algae, legionnaires' disease? What should I do with the tank? No, I don't think so. I mean, remember that the water heater is always being refilled with the fresh water that comes up from the city water supply or from a well. And so certainly I would drain the water heater that's there so that you get rid of the water that's been sitting in there all those years, all that time. Uh, but then I think you'll be good to go. You're just going to want to flush that system out, run a bunch of water. But 10, 15 minutes of running water through the system should be all you need. Okay, well, good. Then I'll have a safe vacation. Well, that's good. I would, good. I would hope so. And take more of them. That's right. So you can get right back out there and, and don't wait three years next time. Okay, well, great. Well, thank you. That, that uh, solves that problem. All right, Bill. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
And in Missouri, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Hi. I just want to ask some questions on doing doing shelving. Like, what's my best choice to do? Some shelving in a pantry. I want it to kind of be able to hold some serious weight and maybe any pitfalls I should watch out for. Okay. So you need a lot of depth and a lot of different height shelves, correct? Yeah. Well, mostly canning. And then, and then of course, your standard can you get at the store type heights or shelves. Okay. Um, and are you looking to do like one wall or create an L shape or, you know, shelving on all three sides? I'd like to do an L shape because the pantry runs under the stairs. Okay. There's a couple of different options. When you head to your home center, you're going to see, you know, individual brackets, or you're going to see like a tracking system that would be like a vertical track that you would attach to a stud in the wall. And that's really important because you want to make sure that you get into actual structure since you're going to have so much weight on it rather than using a system of anchors. So you want to make sure that you can get right into the studs. Now, when you figure out where those studs are on the wall, that'll help you sort of determine which system might be better because the individual brackets, you know, you place those in the stud and hope that they space out and sort of fit very well in your L shape or those tracks could run up the entire stud and then it's um, a bracket that sort of locks into it and the shelf sits on top. And you'll find also in the home center, you know, in their aisle, you'll find shelving panels that are made out of, you know, melamine. They're white on all sides and all finished. You'll find unfinished wood. The price point's going to vary depending on what you choose, but it's not a difficult project. Basically, get yourself a stud finder and really make sure you get into the structural components in there. Okay. I appreciate the information. You're welcome, man. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Virginia, North Carolina has a gardening question for us. How can we help you today? Yes. Uh, can you tell me if automatic sprinklers in the lawn are cost-effective in this area? In North you know, Carolina? That's right. Now, do you have a sprinkler system already no, we or are you not. thinking about it? Now, it's kind of interesting because sprinkler systems, they help you absolutely to have a beautiful lawn and really make it easy to water your lawn and keep things lush and green without forgetting, which was our problem before we actually got a sprinkler system. But if you want an efficient system, you can actually get sprinkler heads that are part of the WaterSense rating program. And what that is, it's something very similar to Energy Star, where they take you know, the sprinkler head and make sure that it only uses a certain amount of water, you know, and, and really cuts down on your water usage, which is going to save you money and, of course, save the environment by using less water. So that's one way to create an efficient system. Well, is that something that the local uh, lawn people would know about? You know, Virginia, if you want some more specifics on, you know, irrigation specialists in your area that might actually use those water sense rated sprinkler systems, go to the epa.gov website. It's epa.gov slash water sense. And when you're there, you can actually search for certified irrigation partners of the water sense program. And there's actually 65 listed for North Carolina alone. I'm not sure where in North Carolina these folks are, but I'm sure someone is where you live and you can actually get to work today. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Still ahead are prying eyes watching your every single move when you're trying to relax and enjoy your backyard in peace. Well, why not consider privacy screening? We're going to tell you which plants, shrubs, and even trees are going to do the trick next. On the Money Pit Radio Show. Pick up the telephone. Fix up your home sweet home. By calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Money Pit. 
The Money Pit is brought to you by Bostitch, professional quality hand tools, pneumatic and cordless nailers and staplers. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. If you do, we will toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat. You might just win today the Stanley Mechanics tool set. It's uh, worth $75. It comes with all of the sockets, the wrenches, and the ratchets that you're going to need. And these tools are well-made. They've got a knurled handle finish, so they're not going to slip. The set does come with a carrying case and a lifetime warranty. And I actually have this set, and I love it. It's the one toolkit that I bring with me whenever I have to head out to tackle a Boy Scout project or head over to a buddy's house to uh, help him with a repair. It's the case that I carry because I know that anything that I need is going to be in there. We're going to send one out to one caller, though, so that could be you if you pick up the phone and call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. And you know what? It's a great idea for a Father's Day gift, so if you haven't already gotten the dad in your life something, head on over to Stanley.com or visit MoneyPit.com. You'll get some great ideas there, and you can actually see this awesome tool set that Tom loves. 888-666-3974. Who's next? Wanda in Tennessee, you've got the money, but how can we help you today? My home has replacement windows in it already, and we were changing them out with some new replacement windows. But when they began the installation, I noticed when I was standing outside watching them, the first window had a gap of one inch between the brick and the window itself all the way around it. And my thought was, that seems like an awfully big gap to stuff insulation in and then put a trim on. So after they did the second window, I said, you know, you just need to stop. I think that looks wrong. And they kind of looked at me and I thought to myself, I have to call the money pit and find out (laughs) are they doing it correctly or am I wrong? Wanda, I mean, it sounds like a big gap. Uh, typically the space around a window is going to be more like a quarter to a half inch and then it's shimmed because this allows the, the, the house to sort of move around the window, so to speak. And it is filled with, with insulation, but is it tight on the inside frame and the gaps only on the outside or, or is it open that much all the way around? Uh, no, on the inside, it, it was probably a, a quarter to a half and they just filled that with the caulking. And then when I went outside and I went, Oh, my gosh. Okay, but you have to remember this. The window can only be as wide as the hole, and the hole is inside the inside. So it sounds like it was measured correctly on the inside. Now, when it comes through the wall, there probably in the old window design was a brick mold or a trim that went around the outside of that window that was wider. And very often with the old wood windows, there is a brick mold. That's that's what actually, when I say brick mold, that's what it's called. It's called brick mold. It's a type of wood trim. That's about two and a quarter to two and a half inches wide. And that may have extended uh, to the edge of that brick. Now, you don't fill this up, though, with insulation. You retrim the window to cover that gap. And what has to happen here is they have to tell you how they're going to trim out the window so it looks right on the outside. Okay. But the gap, the, the space that's, in between the drywall and the brick, you know, the outside where they put the trim, will they put, should they put fiberglass insulation or should they, I know some of them are putting, squeezing the foam in there. No, not when it gets past the exterior wall. I mean, the wall cavity itself, yes, that all should be sealed in. Um, typically, you know, the insulation doesn't go all the way out, but it wouldn't hurt it. I mean, the key here is that we want to make sure that, it's, that the seal between the window trim and the brick is, is good so you don't get water behind that. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks. You're welcome, Wanda. Thanks so much for calling us at 
Money Pit. Well, enjoying a relaxing afternoon in your own backyard is one of the true joys of home ownership. But what if you've ever felt that your neighbors were getting an eyeful every time you're out there? Well, if you're feeling that way, it might be a good idea to create a more private area. And there are lots of very natural ways to do just that. Here to lay out some privacy screening options that both look good and take you out of the public eye is a guy whose work is very much in the public eye, landscaping expert Roger Cook from TV's This Old House. Hi, Roger. How are you doing? We are excellent. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today. And, you know, I think that when homeowners think about privacy screening, they assume it'll take offense to accomplish that. But there are some very natural ways to do a great job, right? Right. Now, you got to remember that a fence, usually six to eight feet, is the maximum height you can get out of a fence unless you go for a variance or something like that. Trees grow. They get bigger and bigger. Shrubs grow, and they'll block more and more than any fence ever will. And they usually don't trigger any code concerns either. No, not at all. So really, you can let them grow as much as the, they'll allow. <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing about trees. No one tells them to stop growing. <laughs> they just keep going unless you want to do pruning on them. Well, and I also feel that with a fence, you sort of create a very boxy environment that doesn't have a very warm or personable feeling to it. No, that's the great thing about planting a screen is you can mix different colors and textures together and it really looks good. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that mix. What are the best choices for privacy screening? Well, people get carried away with trees that are going to become too big. If you're going to do a privacy screen, you have to figure out how deep you want that hedge to be. Do you want it to be six feet across? Do you have room to put in trees that are going to get 20 feet across? It's all an investment, so you want to invest in the right tree Mm -hmm. for the right spot. There are columnar plants and fastigid plants, which will stay much tighter. There are regular plants that will grow and be a great screen, but need much more space. Mm -hmm. And of course, are all of these screening options that we're talking about evergreen, so that in the winter season you sort of have the same effect, or...? It depends. Sometimes I'll mix the evergreens in the critical spot and add some deciduous material so that we have a mix of both. In nature, you don't find just one group. You find things mixed together. So I try to mimic that when I do a screen. Now, how do you plant them uh, in terms of the spacing? How do you plan for it? Because obviously the first year you plant it, you're probably not going to have as much screen than the fifth year. Well, it all depends on your wallet, Tom. (laughs) I can give you instant screening. It all depends what you want to spend. Um, it, it's all up to the people and how fast they want that screen to be. You know, mm-hmm. it, and that'll determine how close I put the plants. Sometimes we'll leave space in between so that five years down the road we have a great screen. Other people want it now. We plant the trees almost touching each other and let them fill in very quickly. But is that detrimental to the plant itself, putting them right on top of each other so that as they do grow and expand, are they crowding one another? No, they'll just grow into each other. Some of the branches will sort die back. Sort of like back. weave themselves. Right. And they'll just become a mass and they won't have any individuality at that point. You're looking at one big giant screen. We're talking to Roger Cook from TV's This Old House. Let's talk about the maintenance. Are there some plants that uh, really need a lot less care as time goes on than others when it comes to privacy screening? That depends on the form and the shape of the plant you picked. If you picked a plant that's fastigid or upright growing and tight, that's going to need less work. If you picked a plant that's going to spread out and you don't have the room, then you're going to have to be in there once, maybe twice a year doing some pruning. And sometimes pruning can cause problems. Abavite is a tree that's used all over the place for a hedge, but it's multi-stemmed. Okay. And if you go up into that plant and say you want it 10 feet tall, it gets 10 feet and you cut it off, well, now that plant puts out even more growth in the top of it. Ah. When it does that, you get a good snowstorm, 
opens the plant right up because it catches the snow and you lose your hedge. That's not a good thing. There are different types of arborvitae, Thuja placata, western red cedar, single stem. It'll grow up and it'll never be affected by the snow. Great advice. Roger Cook from TV's This Old House. Thanks so much for stopping by the Monday. And there are lots of tips on how to build privacy screens online right now at thisoldhouse.com. And you can watch Roger and the entire This Old House team on This Old House and ask This Old House on your local PBS station. And This Old House is brought to you by Train. It's hard to stop a train. Still ahead, if you think your vinyl replacement windows will be plain and boring, think again. There are now newer replacement windows that have just come out that have as much charm as your original ones. And we'll tell you all about those next. You live in a body pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Thermatrue Doors are Energy Star qualified and provide four times the insulation of a wood door. To learn more, visit thermatrue.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, if you've got home improvement on the brain and perhaps you've been thinking about replacing your old inefficient windows, well, you've been using your noodle and thinking smart. And if you think your new vinyl windows will be more energy efficient but less attractive, well, you're wrong. That's right. Replacement windows have come a long, long way with some really beautiful options now that are available, including windows that truly look like wood. Here to tell us about window fashion is Gary Pember. Gary's with Simonton Windows. Hi, Gary. Hi. Now, uh, windows really have come a long way. I've been in this business, like, I'm not going to tell you how long, but I will <laughs> say that the first replacement windows I reported on were made of metal. <laughs> and, and, and what you guys have done with vinyl, uh, all these years is really phenomenal. And now you've got uh, a new uh, capability now to make vinyl windows that actually look like wood. Talk to us about that. Yeah, in the old days, you, if you wanted a vinyl window, it was any color as long as it was white. <laughs> not, not so much anymore. In fact, um, these, uh, the, the product that we have, it's called Decorum by Simonton. Great product. It has the beautiful styling of wood-type interiors. We've got, uh, you know, we've got oak, maple, cherry. Uh, we've got some great um, colors that makes it look just like a wood window on the inside. But then we also have hardware that matches the, uh, the faucets and the lighting that you have inside the home. In fact, one of our sister divisions is Moen, and um, we coordinated all of our hardware to match the, uh, the faucetry within the home. So it's very likely that, uh, that our hardware will match your uh, faucetry as well. And then on exterior colors, we have um, more than white. We have uh, multiple colors that um, are very durable with a, with a 10-year warranty. And, and uh, we've got some great colors, such as bronze, that, um, that match um, some of those, those metal windows that you used to have. Uh, so you can now have the efficiency, the energy efficiency of vinyl windows, but uh, color coordinated with the rest of the, uh, the development. Yeah, I love these colors. It's like a box of Crayola crayons. Chocolate, cream, brick, pine, tan, bronze, and driftwood. Absolutely. But I always find that when you add so many options, are you just confusing everybody by giving them so many wonderful choices? You know, how do you help them determine what the best look is? Well, you know, homeowners today want something that's that's designed their own way. In fact, uh, you know, you see that in, in options today in the home. And so it gives them the opportunity now to be able to, to have uniqueness and have uh, beauty in their home. 
And it's really great because with the, you know, the vinyl interior with the wood look, you don't have to do anything to it. I mean, it's really going to last a long time and you'll never have to finish it in any way, shape or form, right? Absolutely. And it'll also improve the value of their home because it has the, uh, you know, the new uh, energy efficiency as well as the style. We're talking to Gary Pember. He's a vice president of marketing with Simons and Windows about a new line that they came out with called Decorum by Simons. And Gary, what's the warranty on uh, these windows? These are 10 years. Wow. 10 years against uh, any kind of peeling or flaking or anything of that sort. It's very durable exteriors. But since it's made of vinyl, it really can't even peel or flake, can it? That's right. That's, That's great. Correct. Well, And um, talk to us about the energy efficiency. I think one of the things that happens to folks when they go out and look for replacement windows is that there's so much information coming out them and so many claims of how efficient a window is. What's a good way to determine how efficient your window might be compared to others that they're considering? In fact, on your label, uh, there's a label on Windows that is called the NFRC label. Mm -hmm. And on there, it has what they basically two measurements, U-factor and solar heat gain. And so it gives you the opportunity to quantify, is this window better than, better than another by looking at the U-factor as well as the solar heat gain. So the U-factor um, basically tells you what, how much heat is retained in the home, and then the solar heat gain allows is what comes through the home by uh, by by the sunlight. Good to know. Gary Pember from Simons and Windows. Thanks so much for stopping by the money, but the new line is called Decorum, and you can learn all about it at simonton.com, or you can pick up the phone and call them at 800-746-6686. Gary, thanks again for being a part of the program. Thanks again, Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Still ahead, rough and uneven walls won't look any better if you paint over them without proper prep. We'll tell you exactly how to do that next. The Money Pit is brought to you by Bostitch, professional quality hand tools, pneumatic and cordless nailers and staplers. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. Your do-it-yourself dilemma. The number is one eight 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 money pit And if you'd like to win one of the two weekly prizes we give away each week on the show, you can also fan us on Facebook to find out what we're giving away each week and how you can win. Just look for The Money Pit on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash themoneypit. All right, and while you're online, you can post your questions in the Money Pit community section. And I've got one here from Jolene who writes, My bathroom walls over the years have had holes patched and wallpaper removed. The walls are blotchy and very unattractive. Is there an easy way to skim the walls to make them look smooth again? Well, there's actually two answers to this question, Leslie. The solution really depends on, A, whether or not you want to spend some money on this, or you really want to do this yourself because... The way to restore the the walls is to apply a plaster coat on top of all of the rough surfaces, basically re-skim them. Now, if you hire a skilled plasterer, they can do this, and it's going to be you know baby skin perfect when they're done, but you're going to have to write them a check. If you want to do it yourself, you can do it yourself, but you're probably not going to get that kind of perfect result. One easy way, though, to deliver a really good result without a lot of expense is to simply put another layer of drywall to skin, in effect, the old walls with new walls. And for the cost of a sheet of drywall and a little bit of uh, you know spackle, you can put, say, quarter-inch drywall right on top of this old surface, 
and simply extend the outlets or anything else that's in the way, readjust the trim, and paint over that, and it'll be perfect. And so that's the real inexpensive, easy way to do this. But if you want to bring in a plasterer or do the plastering yourself, um, the step-by-step on how to do that is posted in the Money Pit community. Just search for Repair for Rough Walls, and you will find the answer. Tom, when you are first painting brand spanking new drywall for the first time, is there a special primer you should be using or a certain type of prep to sort of condition that surface for the first time? You just have to prime it. And the reason you want to prime it is because it'll seal in the paper surface and Mm -hmm. it'll help you get a very nice, even, smooth layer of the top coat of paint. If you don't, the top paint can tend to look blotchy. It will also waste a lot of paint soaking Mm -hmm. in. So I would just use a good quality primer first and then put the top coat over that. All right, now I've got another question that Amber posted, and she wrote, I need to run water to my shop near my house for my utility sink for dog grooming. What is the easiest and cheapest way to do this, and will I have any drainage issues? And please, Tom, don't recommend just running a cold water line. That's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) What, to the dog? Yes, come on. (laughs) Well, listen, you can run, you can extend your uh, hot and cold water lines from the house into the shop area, but it really depends on whether or not it's heated. I mean, if it's not heated, it's going to freeze and break. If it is heated, you're good to go. If it's not heated, uh, you know, you're going to have to set these so that they're for essentially summer sinks. In other words, you need to have valves inside the house where you can turn the lines off and drain them. You want to tilt the line so that they tilt actually back towards the drain point, which would probably be inside the house. And then you have the also, also have the issue of what you can do with the waste. So for that, waste lines for most homes are outside. You need to figure out where the main waste line is and you need to dig from that spot into the shop and connect it up that way. It's a pretty big project. If you're doing a lot of dogs, you know, it's going to be worth it. If you're not doing a lot, you might just want to think about picking up a garden sink to which you could connect a garden hose mm-hmm. and just get away with it that way. Ah, and then you're washing all those doggies in the cold water. (laughs) All right, good luck with that grooming business, Amber. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy it. And you know what? You have our blessings to put down the hammer. Just this, just this week. <laughs> Next weekend, it's back to work. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a body pit.